So good evening everyone. This talk tonight is based on um, a saying or a statement by um, Sokyul Rinpoche and Diana, Diana and I have a, a calendar, um, a Zen calendar and um, it's got a different saying for each day of the week and it, they're, they're quite profound, most of them. Um, they're not all Zen, um, some of them Buddhist, some of them are Christian. Um, but they're usually quite little pity, profound sayings. And this one really spoke to me. Uh, I'll read it to you. The most important thing is not to get trapped in what I see everywhere in the West, a shopping mentality, shopping around from master to master, teaching to teaching, without any continuity or real sustained dedication to any one discipline. In Tibet, we used to say, knowing one, you accomplish all. The modern faddish idea that we can always keep all our options open and so never need commit ourselves to anything is one of the greatest and most dangerous delusions of our culture and one of the ego's most effective ways of sabotaging our spiritual search. The language is quite strong, isn't it? Um, in what he's saying. So he's trying to get something through to us very clearly. Now, let me say from the very onset in giving this talk, this is not um, a sales pitch for necessarily anyone um, to take up a commitment with me as a teacher or the Ordinary Mind Zen School as a Sangha. But it is, um, but it is a, a talk about the importance of commitment, you know, to a practice whether you're Christian, Islamic, Tibetan Buddhist, Zen Buddhist, whatever it might be, um, the importance is about committing to a practice and following it through. And may I make an analogy with this by looking at relationships generally, because to commit to a particular practice is to commit to relationships, uh, not just with a, a, a technique of, of meditation, um, but to a teacher and a group of people who are Dharma friends. But if you liken it to relationships generally, if you think back to adolescence, adolescence is a time when you're exploring relationships and you go from one relationship to another and you get an understanding about relationships, you get some idea of who you like and who you don't like. So having a... Um, a shopping mentality is probably a good thing when you're an adolescent, right, to first look around. But if that's all you did, if you just went from relationship, relationship, relationship as you got into your adult years, um, you would not really deepen a sense of um, intimacy in relationships because as soon as one got boring or difficult, you'd move on to the next one. Uh, and so, so intimacy in relationships is about being able to stay with the, with the joy and the difficulty which is there. So something grows and deepens within you. And um, what, where this idea that, um, you know, keep all your options open and not committing to anything is so easily brings us into a delusion is that people... Um, People think that that is what freedom is. The keeping your options open and having options is what freedom is. 
Um, and that's not what freedom is from any spiritual point of view, from any, any, any religion or any, any tradition, let alone Zen. Mm -hmm. Freedom from concepts, freedom from fear, right? Yes. Um, but not deluding yourself that having all your options open, you know, not committing is a form of freedom. And when we look into the nature of relationships too, um, all of us have some degree of insecurity in relationships and they take different forms. And one, one form of insecure attachment in relationships is likened to being like an island, like the person who just avoids relationships, other people keeps them very superficial and they can tend to be sceptical or cynical about the, the need to belong um, or to need other people. Um, but when you really get to, to understand them, it's an avoidant style. They're actually quite anxious about getting close to people and that's their way of coping with it is to be more like a loner. So those kind of people who are involved in spiritual searching, they tend to keep themselves they might practice a lot, but they never practice with a group. Or they might come into a group and then go to another group and another group. But they never really engage, not because it's an act of freedom, but more when you look at it, it's an, it's an act of anxiety. Another form of insecure attachment is called an anxious style, um, where people they tend to be more like um, people who are people pleasers rather than surly or indifferent. But some people, they want to belong and they want to get really close. And then when they get close to someone or they get close to a group of people or a teacher, um, then a lot of vulnerability arises to the surface and they have a fear of abandonment or they won't be seen as very good. And then they, they clear out very quickly. So they go from one relationship to another, getting really close, really enthusiastic, as soon as it gets scary, out the door, onto the next one. And people do that with relationships, but they do it with also spiritual relationships with a teacher or with a sangha. And a more secure attachment style is when we, we, we don't have, we can enjoy being around other people and what, in the give and take and, and dealing with conflict and conflict resolution. So there's more of a comfortableness around that. And including that, there is also a comfortableness with being on your own. It's like you, you're comfortable in both worlds, not just one. Um, the person with the anxious style dreads being alone, right? And the person with the avoidance style dreads being with other people. But you can grow into that. And to grow into that more secure style, you do that through being committed to a relationship and just growing through the getting more known, not running away when you're scared, uh -huh, until the ability to have a, a sense of deep intimacy with another person grows. So you just extend that same metaphor about intimate relationships to spiritual practice with the whole of life. You know, freedom is not flitting from one practice to another or out of boredom and it's about sticking with one practice 
so that so that the your intimacy with life deepens by going into that one practice again one of the delusions about freedom and i've had sometimes i've had people come to our group who've said things like this to me oh like i i i'm no i i don't commit to any any particular practice because i'm free i just like to not get attached to any dogma or whatever and i like to just move around they they think that is freedom i would like to think i'm not attached to dogma rather right but i'm a committed zen practitioner um just going from one thing to another is not a form of freedom or this idea oh, i don't want to be i don't want to be attached to a dogma or believe in anything well i don't believe in anything either uh-huh. um it takes staying with the practice with a teacher with the sangha you know and and staying with the difficulty over and over again is where your practice deepens and matures and there's a to when there's a metaphor we use in in zen practice it's like if you want to dig a well to get to water well if you dig over there and you dig down 10 meters and you don't get to water so oh, that didn't work I'll, I'll go over here and you take you dig 10 meters there oh that didn't work I'll go over there but if you dug a hole and you kept going down 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 in the one hole finally you'll 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 get to water mm-hmm. and it's the same way that that sazen practice happens do you know or zen practice generally you just keep going and going and going and eventually you hit water